This is the Hidden Wire Podcast, episode 939, my conversation with Dennis Hatchie, discussing his book, Mind to Mind, Conversation. Enjoy. Dennis, welcome to the Hidden Wire Podcast. Great to have you here. Thank you. Same here. Appreciate it. You enjoying your day, mate? It must be. What time is it there? Over here right now, we're looking at 7.30. 7.30 in the evening. Yeah, I'm on the east coast of uh, Canada. Yeah, lovely. Uh, well, mate, look, you've got a new book out, Mind to Mind Conversation, so I'm really looking forward to discussing um, this idea with you. Um, and, and I suppose it comes off the back of, you know, if we can better control our mind, although I'm not sure if that's possible, but if we can have better authority over the mind, perhaps we can live a, a, a better life as well. Is that sort of the premise of the book? or It's the premise of the book, and uh, it's trying to get back to, I almost say as if, you were five years old and that's kind of a funny way of thinking about things but uh if we went back to a classroom of grade one and said uh who's the most beautiful everybody or most people will point at themselves and who's the smartest they would point at themselves and when you get up to grade 10 you ask the same question they all point to one particular person as far as beauty goes and one person of who's the smartest and then from there on we go based on fear and we limit our opportunities that's an interesting, yeah, interesting way to explain it. It's it's pretty pretty spot on, isn't it? Like when you're younger, yep. it's it's yep. um yeah, it's it's all it's all fine. But as we grow older, we move into that zone of comparison and and That's right. uh, you know judging ourselves based on the external world and expectations. Exactly, exactly. What um what sort of got you into this sort of field of work? I have a business uh very successful i'm actually uh, selling out of it right now hmm. and for the what's last the, what's the business it's uh representing different companies uh so it's a multi-million dollar business that i've uh, been running for a little over 25 years and my work involved a lot of travel so as i kept traveling i kept educating myself the old days was cassettes then we went to cds and now it's uh, audible on my iphone and I would say I probably invested anywhere from fifty to seventy thousand dollars over the years, yeah. and it's been a mix between uh, health, psychology, and business, and a little bit of religion. And the part of religion is really I'm spiritual, but it's to understand how people think. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you go. And the book. Sorry about that. The book was my way to give back because one day traveling since i travel a lot i was thinking that's about 10 years ago i thought you know what i haven't really done what i would like to locally but traveling Mm -hmm. so much what is it that i could do and then i thought you know everything i've learned why not put it together in a very simplified way so when somebody would read this book which is a little bit over two hours you could have the whole package in one read they call it a short flight right and yeah. uh, th- that that was my goal to write this book and it, it's it's on amazon it's got over 50 reviews and they're very uh there's a lot of a lot of good uh, reviews on it yeah lovely um we'll, we'll stick a link of the book in the show notes guys so you can grab a copy and um help support mm-hmm. dennis and and the show here at the hidden Wire if you use those links um to to purchase through amazon uh, dennis with um so what where do we begin with mind to mind conversation i mean how do we how do we uh, define this this concept? 
So Mind My Conversation was written very differently because yeah. if we look at all the self-help book, is you're great and you want to get greater. But what about the person? It, it reminds me when I was in school and somebody came to talk to me in class. It was always somebody that had won the, uh, the Olympic or somebody that's representing the Canada game. And it felt like such a far reach. So I thought if I write this book, I want to spend the first two or three chapters to put a scenario where even if it's somebody that's very down on life, sees the cup very half empty, can still get a start. And the book starts with somebody that's pretty well was almost killed and he's at the hospital and his mind starts talking to him, his subconscious. Mm. So we talk to ourselves, but it never answers. But in his case, his mind started to talk to him. Since he was almost dead and he had absolutely nothing, I've given this book to people that really are on the street and you can tell that they really have a lot of potential, but you know, sometimes the way people are raised, it's just unfortunate how it turns out and it's based on decision as we go along. And I feel that by having the tools in their hand, it gives them a chance to have an opportunity to see the potential. So the book really start at that level where you have absolutely nothing, you're at yeah, the right. hospital and the mind suggests for him to go and see his aunt so she can teach him. Hmm. So we can, we can start, you know, regardless of where we are in life, we can start using the tools that you offer to train exactly. the mind. Train the mind? Yeah. Would, it, would you say train the mind? or it's, it's a way, it's in a story form. So people really get drawn into it. And in a nutshell, what I'll say is, let's say you read a lot of self-help, it would be a review. For people that's never read many self-help, uh, I've had people tell me... Uh, 17 years old, uh, 15 years old, managers at, uh, let's say, Starbucks. I've got a lot of examples like that because I give about four or five a month. Say that it's absolutely incredible the way the book was written and it changes their whole way that they see life. We've mm. seen that uh, James Allen write uh, before that once you see something in a different way, your whole looking glass is changed on the way yeah. you see life. And that's the whole purpose of the book. Yeah, yeah. So what, what can we do to... To begin the the mind-to-mind -mind conversation, the training of the mind? By reading the book, what it does is it teaches you where his mind, David's mind, starts to tell him, he says, I'm no good, I'm no use, and then all of a sudden the mind starts saying, compared to what? It could be people that have uh, just a few weeks left to live or people that went over to the war. So as he's walking, his subconscious is saying, now you have a look at this. These people went to war, they never came back. So it makes him reflect. And what's interested, interesting is he didn't want to go see his Aunt Sally because his mother kept telling him that she was just lucky. And all they did is they went to eat there once a year. But eventually the mind, his subconscious prepared him to go and visit her and then he was ready to learn the lesson. So in the book, about half of the book is about her teaching him lessons in life by visiting people that are successful and also telling him, don't believe everything I say, save up some money and take somebody in business and take them out for lunch and ask them, say, what? how do you think about things and how do you see uh, when you have challenges, how do you turn it around? And she says, for people that are successful, they'll take these uh, challenges and turn them into opportunities. And it's mm. all about the mindset. Yeah. 
the the mindset and you, you find that with uh, all walks of life whether it's success in in sports or business or oh. um just healthy living i suppose as well that mindset uh, is at the stem of everything isn't it incredible look i you've probably come across stuff like that too like i've been over to a grocery store and you can see an engineer with uh, six years of education packing up shelves uh, they did it temporarily because they uh couldn't find what they wanted to do and five years later they're still there and then you see somebody like Richard Branson that really didn't have much of a formal education and he's a billionaire and when you think about that that's a lot to do with the mindset and how you come across with different challenges and move on in life yeah so if we've got you know we've got this mindset where we're always comparing and living in fear and not really living our full potential what can we do to really start, um, you know, observing the mind and, and then from there. The first thing you should always do, and they teach that in sports and Olympics, especially like if you look at the figure skating where you get such so much competition, is you, you have to gauge yourself from within. Yeah. So you always try to do the best you can from inside. Yeah. And the second thing, I always say this, if you're better than yesterday and you keep aiming for that, it, it's an interesting thing, but over life, especially when somebody's 25, 30 years old, if you change your life by 10 degrees, by the time you're 50, 60, your whole life has changed over 10 times over. Yeah. And people don't realize that as we're navigating in life, I really feel as if we're driving in a car at night. So we see different signs and we try to decide which direction we want to go. Mm. But in the back, in the rear view mirror, it's as if it's a sunny day and you can see on the mountain the paths that you've taken taken ever since you've been born. When we look back, it's really gone, going fast. When we look forward, it's going slow. So we could be in a crisis where we think like, my gosh, I'll never get through this. And it could be two weeks of total chaos. And then a year later, you look back, it's a little blip on the path of your life that's right there a year ago or six months ago, and you barely remember it. Yeah, yeah. That's always the case, isn't it? It is. Sometimes it is. what we're facing seems so terrible, but the moment passes and and things move on and uh, it's uh, it's easy to understand that idea but harder to deal with it in the, in the moment. That's um, right. Ex- exactly. What what practices do you help, you know, people with as far as uh, you know, starting this process of observing the mind and having a little bit more control? Well, Part of the book uh, where it starts, I, I, I always say that uh, start looking about what you want to do in life. And if you don't, don't make that your first goal. And I, in the book, I give the example when I was about 20, 25 years old. I used to go and rent a cottage for a couple of days every four or five years. And the first day was really about trying to uh, calm my mind because distraction is really, really uh, a killer for imagination. Mm. So the first day was really to either walk around and then the next day was to reflect no different than when we go on vacation. We take a vacation for two weeks. We plan our whole life. And three days later, a few fires come up and we forget it all. But what I would do in this cottage is the second day I would start writing down. What do I want to do in a year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years? Mm. So I would I would batch it in those segments. And interesting enough. Would you start with a longer term goal and then? Go to a shorter term, or would you Not do it in reverse? Not necessarily, because no? when you start writing things down, you write things that maybe you want to learn piano, 
I learned Tai Chi. I do Tai Chi, so I could have written that. I could have written that I want to learn a new course or I want to, as a student, maybe you want to become an engineer like we talked about. Whatever it is that you want to do, then you give it a timeline. But what I found very interesting, and I've always been intrigued by the subconscious, there is time. I would bring these goals down to the size of a credit card and I would put it in my wallet. There's times that I would not look at this card for three years. And when I did, there there'd be cases where half to three quarter of it was already achieved. And the simple reason is, is because it was burnt into the subconscious. And what would happen is you would gear your minds towards that. You might have heard the saying that if you and I were walking around and we were a hammer down the street, all we would look for is nails. So if you train your mind of what you want to do and really spend quality time doing it so i'm not thinking where you're on the subway and for half an hour you think i want to learn piano and then you get off the subway and the distraction comes around but if you spent two days where the first day you prepare your mind to relax in nature whatever the case is i always say get away from all distraction and the second day you really really thought about it so that what happened then is you're really burning that desire if we want to look at it i i believe our mind is only an antenna and everything is in the atmosphere so you're actually burning into the atmosphere what you really want to do and then things starts to align themselves and that works for everybody yeah it's the saying ask you shall receive but really is how much you ask for it and then the second thing is how hard you try when the opportunities come in front of you i've heard the saying before where somebody's in front of a stove with wood and 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 he's freezing so he asks he says lord or creator can you please help me and he says well the match is there just light up light up the wood you know Mm. we have to do a part on our own but once we burn this our mindset will go towards that yeah 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 i like that and i mean you know setting a few goals shorter term longer term things that you really want to do um it, it can be a challenge but I like what you said about you know getting away to, and I think most of us don't do this enough. And I'm I'm a bit of a, uh, you know, I, I work hard and I'm a bit of a busy person. I like to be busy, um, and sometimes that's you know to my success, but sometimes to my detriment as well. And I find that because I'm that constant, you know, always looking forward, it, it creates a little bit of anxiety. And then I don't spend enough time, and I'm just reflecting personally here. I don't spend enough time really to to focus on you know what's important the the values of my life the priorities the goals that i want to achieve and i said to a colleague of mine the other day because he was sort of in a similar position you know it's beneficial just to actually pull yourself away from it all go out into nature somewhere have a few days where you can really just unwind and then re-collaborate i suppose you can actually then really focus on what's important and bring it back together again and and i just feel that we're not alone with this i think everyone just is surrounded by distractions and we never give ourselves enough time to plan. I'll give three examples to this. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln said, if I had eight hours to cut a tree, I would spend six hours filing the ax. Steve (laughs) Jobs would spend days to go and read. And Bill Gates, which is probably one of the busiest person on the planet, he would be on the top 10. We'll take a week or two to just go and read and reflect. Uh, We all have the time for that. Like, there's been presidents that will take time to go and exercise for an hour. We we can't, the only thing we can do with time is to 
manage the 24 hours we have because everybody has that but we get so busy with technology i love technology but it does rob us from it's i said a long time ago that they said with the computer when they come when, when people get computers it's going to be so fast that we'll be able to achieve 10 times the amount of stuff we do when the pager was out hmm. but that was true so let's say you have a race car and everybody else has a horse and buggy. That statement is very true. But when they all have a race car, we're all going fast. So what happens is we all have a computer. We all have the technology. 2,000 years ago, you would learn twice as much information in 30 years. And now it's every two and a half years. It's not quicker. Yeah. Our mind is spinning so fast. And genetically... We are not designed for that. So we really need to tap deep into ourselves to reflect. And the result is instead of spending 10 years accomplishing what you want, it's done in five. And, and, and that's following the axe for six hours when you have eight hours to cut a tree. Everything yeah. is said right there. Yeah. What do you, what does your schedule look like? I mean, because I, I certainly like to try and get into this habit where I spend a bit more time planning the week ahead or the day ahead um, and probably don't do it well enough. But do you have like a, a routine or, or practice, ritual, et cetera, that the sort of first gets you? Key, yeah, the first key. First of all, I'll explain something. About 10 years ago, I looked at a thing and I said, let's say I did 10 things that were bad. So we'll talk about heavy drinking, heavy smoking, eating greasy food, not sleeping, full of stress, there's just a chance that you could skew your life to live 10 or 15 years less. Yeah. And we never know which one it would be. We just don't know. It could be the smoking that took you, or it could be the alcohol, it could be the stress. Now, what if we did 10 things that really doesn't change your life much, but would skew your life towards living longer? So I took on Tai Chi. I do rebounding. I do walking, cycling, meditation, and you just said it, that our life is very busy, so I'll be honest with you, like I've had a lot of chaos in the past three weeks, and uh, I usually get up at four in the morning, 4.30, and there's yeah. times even at getting up that time I haven't been able to walk. However, there's one important thing, that is the compass within always knows that when the time is available again you get back to that and then people forget that they'll, they'll do something and they totally stop and just stop altogether for life and people don't realize that in our mind when we look at a rocket going to the moon we think it's going straight but it will alter its course six to eight times to avoid object so our goal in life which i always say you should live as if you're going to die tomorrow and live 100 years so our goal in life, let's say we say health is really important. You might come down with the flu for a week or look, look at this with the COVID. The gym might be closed. But if your compass is in line, even two months down the road, you will get back on track. Mm. Yeah. And that's that compass, uh, you know, I guess it aligns itself better over time, doesn't it? Correct. It's and it's got to be something non-negotiable, and and it's something you don't rush. I've been going at the gyms. I'm I'm 55, so I've been going at the gym, and we all know the flow in January. It's full. Yeah. If you wanted to run 10 kilometers, let's say somebody never ran, you've heard this before probably yeah. that the first morning you should just set the alarm and shut it off. That's it. The second yeah. day, 
you have the alarm, you put your two feet on the ground and then you go back to bed. The third day, you might walk around in the house and come back to bed. Uh, if you keep doing that, probably within a month, you'll be, uh, you'll be walking or running a kilometer and uh, six months down the road, you'll be running 5, 10K. With mm. that, you're aligning the compass. You're going in alignment with your body. The same thing as when we look at training for a marathon, the mass training is slow running so that you can build a foundation and then you can add upon that. And in life, you should always build a foundation so that your body develops a habit, mm. it develops a way to enjoy it, and then the compass comes in place. And if you're non-negotiable and stick to it long after the decision, the excitement has gone away, you can turn that into a compass for life. Yeah, yeah. And I certainly, you know, reflecting back, um, I guess in my late 20s was, you know, not jumping out of bed with joy most days. I think I had a job that I didn't really like <laughs> and a lot of people can relate. But I started getting into that habit, you know. I started immersing myself in, in personal development and that's what people said, you know, get up a bit earlier and start your day off well and that way you can, you know, hopefully win the day better. And, uh, you know, that was a challenge at first, getting up earlier. And it was, you know, not every day that I'd do it and some days I'd let loose. Um, but now, looking back at it, it's automatic. You know, I can't not get up early. Uh, that's and that's right. where that compass is aligned. And, and there are days, you know, where perhaps I don't. Um, but a few days later, I'll be back in, in alignment. And um, that's just now inbuilt. So very true. And it, it, it can take time to collaborate these compasses, I suppose. But um, certainly they will come. Um, you said something there which I, I thought was interesting. And something that I sometimes overlook because I think we always look out there and go, you know, that sounds like a great idea. I'll start doing that, i.e. waking up earlier in the morning. But you have to find that joy in doing it, don't you? Exactly. What is your the suggestions joy, there? Because the, the joy or the discipline of knowing you need to do it in order to achieve what you want. The joy yeah. will come after. If I ask somebody that never ran to run for uh, 10 minutes, it's pure hell. Yeah. Right? aches and pains and everything. If I stop running for three weeks and I go back, I have a great big smile on my face and I can't believe how happy I am. Hmm. You're happy getting up in the morning. Really, if you look at it on Sunday morning, you probably have a choice to get up or not. And I would bet anything you don't sleep in till 10. No, can't. <laughs> right? And, and know that I you probably would want to, but yeah. No, but the, no, but the, joy, the joy, I mean, at, at the start, yeah, it was painful. And, and I guess... Over the years, it's 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 become more joyful, but certainly, you That's know, right. at the start it wasn't. But it's because I'm more aligned with why I do it. You know, it's um, That's right. It's aligned with that that inner why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so interesting. You got to find. You can't really. I mean, I guess it, it all comes around that setting of the goals and, and knowing what your priorities are in life, and then mm -hmm. from there, those things that may seem painful to begin with. As long as you can connect back with you know the why why you're doing it the goals um, that can yes. make the the process a little bit less painless painful exactly exactly so it's um yeah interesting interesting stuff I um you mentioned a comment before about how you sort of see the mind as a bit of an antenna do you believe in this like consciousness that's um, just a, a universal consciousness that we all just tap into with the mind totally yeah totally what when you go uh, deep into uh, the new findings and everything that's going on, they're starting to see it more and more. Where uh, uh, it's it's becoming the, the, 
it's kind of an interesting thing, but like Albert Einstein said that imagination is more than anything else. And they weighed his brain and they tried to figure out how come he knew so much stuff. And basically, once they would find an instrument to measure it, uh, then they would uh, they would say, yeah, he was right. And obviously, they measured his brain and he had a more brain connection. But that's the synapse. They're just like going at the gym. You exercise at the night 16 hours a day. And that's what's going to happen. But I'll give you a yeah. quick example that... Uh, there's times if you write something at night, you go to sleep, you get the answer in the morning and people don't realize where it's coming from. And after reading for 40 years, you get to uh, bring things together right down to the quantum physics to understanding things like, for example, the galaxy and the shape of a storm and the shape of the water going into a sink are all the same. And it's all Fibonacci, so it all relates. Once you get to know these things, you get to realize that life is way different than what we see it. And I'll give you a quick example about the antenna. Hmm. So the inventor of the sewing machine spent all kinds of times trying to invent the sewing machine, but for some kind of reason, he was not able to get this string to fit in a way. And I don't know much about sewing machine, but I just know about hmm. the story, but it just didn't work. Yeah. And one night he fell asleep and he was dreaming that these cannibals, whoever it was, was chasing him with a spear. And he saw at the end of the spear a hole. So he wrote it on paper and the next day or during that week, he put a hole at the end of the needle and there it was the invention of the sewing machine working. Einstein would imagine things in his mind and then he was able to bring things together that people as scientists, and they're starting to change a little bit now, but would have to measure things. I don't know if you've read the book about Steve Jobs, but there was something at Xerox, at Alexi, where there was a project done where people people were just to lay back almost like on a beanbag and, and figure out in a perfect world what the computing world would be like. And that computer ended up being uh, uh, in Hollywood on a movie. And Steve Jobs had a huge project going on, full tail. Everything was going full force. This was 10 years after Xerox had invented their own computer. When he walked over in there, he couldn't believe what he saw. So he asked uh, if he was able to come over there and get his team to come and look at it. And the, the, the organizer of the project of Xerox recommended for uh, Xerox not to let him in because it would steal every idea. But they said, oh, that's fine. He was able to walk in there and the mouse was uh, invented. And I believe also maybe the printer where you could print the same size as what you saw on the screen. Mm. They were they were. Uh, huge moments that they were kill a moment or whatever they call it but in the computer world it's a big big thing and this was all invented 10 years before people laying on a beanbag and dreaming they had this whole team to just dream and look look at look at cartoons the jetson look at the cartoons and tell me about these phones on people's wrists about these vehicles that are floating and about going to the moon that was not even something that people living then would think about but when they were dreaming they were actually dreaming of what's happening now mm. and einstein proved that between gravity and speed time does not exist because you can warp it so when we add all that together and this is kind of getting deep and way more than the book but the yeah. book gives lessons in a very simple way however you don't have to know how a car works to drive it. You turn the key or you push the button and you go. Yeah. The same thing as the book. You read it and you believe in it. And then just like getting into a car, you apply it. You don't necessarily have to know all the ends of the car. It's no. the same thing.
Yeah, yeah. I like that. I think we we sometimes, you know, try to or think we need to know everything before we actually, you know, start. That's right. And uh, the reverse is true. You just start and then things will come together if you have that belief. Exactly. I love it, mate. I love this sort of conversation. Um, certainly, we'll stick the link in the show notes. Um, I was going to ask you a couple of questions quickly, but um, and the first one is what what advice you'd give to your twenty year old self? Uh, follow your passion and don't worry about what other people think. How do you know what your passions are? Uh, if you take the time to think about it, it will eventually come. Yeah. And once you have it, you know it because you can't wait for the morning to come so you can put your two feet on the ground and go. If you really want to look at it, you always have a sample of your passion when you start your first day of vacation. That's the sample. It's the appetizer or it's the amuse-bouche mm. of what it's like to have a passionate life because when you're passionate, you're on vacation every day. There's about, what is it, maybe... 13, 18% of the population that are passionate about their work, yeah. they really can't distinguish between work and play. And that's the idea mode that a person would want to be into. So when they get up in the morning, they're on vacation. And that's passion. Yeah, that's true. I like that. What um, what book would you pass down? One book would you pass down to a future future generations? Other than your own, of course. Well, that's biased because uh, I, I said it'd be the book that I wrote. And Partially, I wrote it uh, for my kids to eventually uh, learn it and just to teach people what I've learned. I've, I want to write three books in my life. Uh, this is the first one. It's basically how to figure out life without having to worry about the bills because once you're at that level, then you can move on to the next one. The second book will be, which should be out in the next year or two, will be Inner Joy, uh, how you can uh, really enjoy life from the inner and not be affected by the outer side of things so uh socrates said that he's just as happy dining with a king one day or sleeping on a pillow of straw the next day and the last book will be how to be happy with what you've done in your life and to exit this world uh feeling great uh, of what you gave back yeah yeah i like it uh, mate look fantastic conversation where can people reach out to you uh dennishashi.com uh, you got the website the way there. to reach on there yeah and there's a tool in there that i'd like to bring up which is a sorting it's a prioritization tool it's the only one on the internet available so you put four to six different items in there and then you get it to prioritize i used to do it by hand and it's quite a long process so i could even be into a meeting of 50 people and let's say we want to decide where we want to have a vacation next year mm. With the raise of hand, we compare each one of them equally. I can have the answer in three minutes, where otherwise it could be two hours talking about it. You can take this prioritization and have six gifts for Christmas for the kids, and they can prioritize it one against the other one, and they have a list made up of what they want the most on number one. It's extremely powerful, and that's on the website. On the website. All right, I'll stick the link in the show yes. notes too. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, very, uh, it's quite intense. Yet it's very simple uh, to use. Are you ready to learn how to prioritize? I see it. Just stick your email in there and then you go for it. Correct. Hey, uh, it's, uh, it's incredible. Dennis, fantastic, mate. Let's uh, do this again sometime. All the best with the book, Mind to Mind Conversation. I'll stick the link in the show notes, guys. So check it out. Thanks for uh, tuning in. And Dennis, thank you. Luckily, I really appreciate the time and I'm, I'm glad to share... Uh 
my experiences with you and I'd love to hear what you had to say. Thank you so much. You too. Appreciate it, Dennis. Cheers. Until next time. Okay. Peace. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is lee martin Lutzi. until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon